Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Presence Podcast. I'm recording for you on the late evening of Thursday, February 14th, also known as Valentine's Day. Now, I have to pause at the beginning of this reflection, this episode today, just to remember those who survived, loved ones of those who lost loved ones in the Parkland, Florida shooting one year ago today. I know that Valentine's Day will never be the same for those families, those friends, for that entire community. And I'm sad about that because not only am I sad for their loss and the loved ones that are not coming home, I'm also sad for the fact that they've lost this holiday. They've lost this day when the rest of the country or even the world is celebrating love and those survivors will be remembering and I suppose celebrating their love by feeling their sadness and even their suffering. So my heart goes out to them today. I've been thinking about them and praying for them throughout the entire day. I've also been thinking about love today. And today I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. I think it's unfortunate, very unfortunate, and quite frankly telling that in our society, in our culture, our language that we use in America today, we only have one word for love. And that word, the same word, is used to describe one's feelings about a product or chocolate. And also what one says to a spouse or a partner or to a loved one who is near death. I love you. Tremendously different meaning, right? And I really do think a different kind of love. I mean, it is unfortunate that we only have that one word. And today, I wanted to pray with my students and expand their experience of the word love. So I went online and found six Greek words that have been used for love. And I went ahead and wrote this prayer that we prayed as part of the prayer time today in school. And I'll kind of emphasize each of the words of love. And I think it will become clear um, what those different kinds of love mean. Oh God, whose scripture tells us is love, help us today to live the six loves. May we celebrate the excitement and passion of Eros. May we find comfort in the deep friendship of Philia. May we seek and enjoy the playful, goofy, flirtatious love which is Ludus. Guide us to see examples of Pragma, the long-standing love lived daily by all kinds of married couples. Show us the way to growth in Philotia, healthy love of self as each of us care for our body, mind, and soul. And most of all, O God, 
Help us to know and to share your agape, generous, unconditional love for all of creation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, six loves. Erotic love, deep friendship love, the love that is somewhere in between goofy, playful, flirtatious, in between eros and philia, pragma, long-standing, steadfast love, philatia, the love of self that is healthy and inspires care, and most of all, most of all, the love that God has for us that we are called to share with each other, agape. Now, I wonder if there are maybe at least two more different kinds of love, words that the Greeks didn't have for love, but maybe we need to have for love. And I'm wondering this because I experienced both of these today, and each of them has similarities to these other forms of love, but each one is different too. The first one came during the school day. Now, I've told you before on this podcast, dear listener, about the house system that we have at the school where I teach. Basically, it's like Harry Potter, you know, different houses that have competitions. And the competition today, the one we do in this time of the year, is Glee. Each house pretty much all the members of each house put together a performance like you would see in Glee. Usually it's lip syncing, not actual singing. Oftentimes there's a video that goes with it. And the houses did this. And today was actually the rescheduled day. It was supposed to happen before um, now, back when we had that week of frigid temperatures and snow days. But today was just pretty fun. I'll be honest, I wasn't really that excited about today because I didn't think my house was going to do what it did today, which was pretty awesome. So that felt good to see my house and to participate in a small way in that as well. And seeing the other houses and feeling a sense of connection and a sense of joy and gratitude for the school for my students, for this community, for the leaders and administrators who put this house system into place 10 years ago and to see how it has matured and grown and blossomed. And I was thinking about love because it was actually our principal that mentioned it. He said at his closing remarks before dismissing us, he says, I love this school. It sounded pretty kind of spontaneous and I wonder if there is a different kind of love, a word that would better express that. The sense of pride, the sense of connection, the sense of joy and gratitude and feeling a part of that community and not just any kind of community, a community that is doing good, having fun, celebrating life, praising God and being alive. I wonder what kind of word would fit for that. Well, stay with me, please, dear listener, through the break. And I have another love that came up later in the evening. And it is different again from either of any of these six loves plus one 
that I've described already. Well, thank you, dear listener, for staying with me through the break. So this evening was a little bit hectic. I was maybe going to go into the winery. My daughter and my son were at play practice. My daughter needed to be picked up and taken to dance and needed to then come back from dance, back to play practice. I needed to get food for her. And after doing all of that and showing up at her school at the time to pick her up, to take her to dance, realized that one important thing had not been done, and that was putting her dance bag in the car. And she had already apparently been having a tough day, and this was too much when she realized she was not going to be able to go to dance class because she just didn't have her stuff. And she didn't want to sit in and, you know, kind of be out of place, awkward. That's tough, I think, for a 15-year-old freshman in high school. And she broke down into tears and just really, really started crying. So she called her mom and talked to her on the phone for a little bit, and I heard both sides of the conversation, and I wisely kept out of it and stayed quiet until a plan was made with my daughter and her mom, and then it was my turn. So we had decided that we, she wasn't going to go to dance. I had food with her, so... She didn't want to sit in the school parking lot and eat because she thought that would look weird if somebody saw her. So we found this little park nearby with a decent-sized parking lot that was empty. No no one in the parking lot and didn't seem like anyone was going to come in. So we were eating and we were talking a little bit and I think she was, you know, still just kind of mulling things over and wondering, you know, how this day could be salvaged, I guess. And then I had an idea, and it wasn't a new idea. I had thought of this already, but it felt right. We were in the right place. It was the right time. So I made a suggestion, which I think really surprised her. I said, hey, do you want to learn how to drive right now? (laughs) And I just put it out there, and I, I don't think she believed what I said. Now, this was kind of unusual because, again, she's 15. She's got six months, less than six months, actually, more like four and a half months till she can get her temps, her permit. She'd not driven before. Now, she'd been in the car numerous times as I've been teaching her brother, who's a senior, to drive. So she's, you know, heard the driving instruction and so forth. And she said, yeah, (laughs) got behind the wheel. And for the next 30 minutes or so, We went back and forth across the parking lot and she was practicing turns. We got into some backing up. And once she got the touch, she was actually pretty good. And um, I think it was a memorable experience. All of the sadness and stress that she had been feeling melted away. And I know this night will be remembered for far more than the overwhelmed feeling that she had and the frustration with missing dance and it will be remembered as the first time she was behind the wheel of a car driving it ever now there's a love here of course 
the love of a parent for their child. And that's a very different kind of love. Not different in the sense that it doesn't share the fundamental characteristic of love, which I probably should have mentioned sooner, but here it is. At least this is the classical definition of love. It's to will the good of the other, to desire the good of the other. And that's why you don't really even have to like the person. It helps, of course, but to desire the good of the other is love. So I certainly parent certainly desires that for their child. And I was reminded of yesterday's podcast episode and the speaker that we had and the love that that dad expressed for his daughter and the sadness, the overwhelming sadness and the tragedy of losing his daughter behind the wheel of a car. And here I was teaching my daughter how to drive, hopefully able to give her knowledge and instruction and example to be the best driver she can be when she gets her permit and we can go on the open roads and eventually gets her license and drives without an adult in the car. And hopefully I can also model behavior of not being distracted as I drive so that she won't be tempted to be distracted when she drives. And lastly, just a bit of sort of irony that occurred to me later on. So the car we were in, our CRV, was the same car that she and I were in last summer when we were in Florida. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that there was a significant moment that she and I had when I melted down and really just kind of lost it with her. And we were in the same car. We were in the same seats. I was in the driver's seat. She was in the passenger seat. The exact same seats that six months, seven months later, we were sitting in and a very different exchange took place. And I think what made that exchange different today, as opposed to seven months ago, is a lot of things. But I think one of the things is that both of us have matured during that time. She's grown up and is more mature than that moment when she was just being a pill back in July. And quite honestly, I've grown up too. That moment was a real turning point for me when I realized I needed to work on some aspects of myself. And I have. I'm a work in progress, just like all of us, of course. But I feel like the prudence and the guidance and just the wisdom that I had this evening, which is all a gift of God, a grace of God, of course. But I was receptive to it because of what has transpired positively in my life over the last seven months. So it was a good evening, an evening of love. Didn't go out for Valentine's and do that whole romantic Eros kind of love thing today, but that's okay. Most definitely that's okay. Because I certainly experienced at least two of the six loves and actually probably almost all of them today in one way or another. So in conclusion, dear listener, how do you experience the six loves plus two, those unnamed loves of love of school and community and love of a parent to a child? How have you experienced the other loves, the ones named in the prayer, the Greek names? And how is each of those loves 
when you experience it in giving or receiving or witnessing it in others? How is each of those a revelation of God's presence helping you to experience the love of God, God who is love and God who is being itself? How do you experience God's presence in the midst of all of that? As always, thank you for being here. Blessings and peace.